And welcome to Uncontrolled Airspace Podcast, episode 409, Delta, the Air Venture Daily from Oshkosh. It's Wednesday, July 27th. Uh, this is Jeff Ward from Team UCAP, and I'm here uh, in the outdoor uh, virtual hangar with some of the usual suspects. Uh, on my left is uh, Dave Higdon. Hello, Dave. Good morning, Jeff. And diagonally opposite is Jeb Birdside. Hey, Jeff. How's it going this morning? It's going well. It's been a beautiful morning, but we have some weather coming in. It's going to be interesting to see what's... It's a uh, transitional day. A transitional day, yes, yes. Hopefully, I think it's supposed to clear, though, after it passes through, and we may still have a good night for the uh, the night air show tonight, um, and maybe even the afternoon air show if it clears through fast enough. Weather is... It's, weather it's, as weather does it's changing and hopefully we'll get a cold front come through behind this rain and cool things off it was pretty br- brutal the last couple of days yeah it's it's been hot yeah so. we just we don't want the weather to shortchange the night show no we definitely we definitely don't so anyway that's something we're really looking forward to today on on wednesday we want to get right to it. We've got a special guest with us today. It's Jana Phillip. Jana is uh, on the staff of Deland Municipal Airport. Um, is it the city of Deland, Florida? Correct, the city of Deland. Okay, and you're the sport aviation administrator there. You've joined them in March of this year. If exactly, I did. Great. And I'm going to hand it off now to you and, and Dave and Jeb uh, to talk about what's going on with uh, uh, the Deland Sport Aviation Village and the development that that entails at the airport and also uh, the new Deland Sport Aviation Showcase that we're going to see in November. So. Awesome. Okay. So if you've got like your elevator speech about that, we can start with that if, and, and then fine. take it from there. That's fine. Um, I did join the staff of the city of Deland, um, operators of the Deland Municipal Airport. And I joined them um, actually late February, early March. And what took me to Deland is the fact that they have dedicated 40 acres to build a sport aviation village. So on these 40 acres, there will be five to six manufacturing hangars, some tea hangars, all the infrastructure will go in for phase one. And this is actually going to be built in four phases over the course of a couple of years. And that will be the anchor for a show that we will also have. So they are a recreational airport already. They're home to the skydive to land operation and some 35 to 38 parachute companies and having deemed themselves a recreational airport they wanted to continue development and staying along those lines they dedicated these 40 acres to the sport aviation community and that will be the anchor for the show that we will have this fall it will be an annual destination event to showcase the sport aviation community and we'll start out with a three-day event this year we chose that time frame It falls right after NDAA that is in Orlando this year. And Deland is located in between Orlando and Daytona. So we're hoping that folks will be at NDAA and head towards the beach and stop by Deland along the way and check us out, especially for this first year. We'll have about 100 exhibitors this year. It'll be a demo day, all day, for the aircraft. Uh, Every outdoor booth is situated so that the manufacturers and 
dealers can get their aircraft in and out at any time that they wish to go fly. When we first started laying out the show on the ramp, it's just absolutely magical the way that the show laid out. We actually have two different areas for the outdoor exhibitors, both with just an expansive taxiway supported for flight staging. We've got one runway that can be totally dedicated to the show, leaving their other runway open for the businesses so that we're not in their way. And um, everybody's just playing really nice and everyone is really welcomed um, the show in the Sport Aviation Village to the DeLand campus. Great. What, what inspired the city of DeLand to, to get this rolling? You mentioned that uh, a little while ago that the, the uh, site work and the, uh, and the preparations had started a couple of years ago. Uh, that's quite, you know, quite thoughtful. It did. The DeLand Airport has a lot of space that isn't filled yet. The space that they do, that they have erected so far is full. So they kind of sat down with a five, 10, 20 year plan to make sure that they built this, not randomly or haphazardly, but they built it in communities and headed it towards a direction and kept their airport in the spirit of what they want to represent. And that is recreational flying. And again, the skydive to land operation is already there and they just felt like the sport aviation community would go hand in hand with that. So they started with these 40 acres and we'll develop that over the course of, again, it's gonna be built in four phases. Um, you know, it is city, a, a city project. And I've said it before and I'm sure I'll say it again, I feel kind of guilty. They've all been working on this two, three years, and you know I'm hired and swoop in right in time for groundbreaking ceremonies. <laughs> you know, so sweet, um, yeah. So they had this theory, and the mindset of the Deland community is unreal that they want to see this happen. There hasn't been a week of my employment yet, but what some city official hasn't come along and said, Jana, what can we do to help you? Wow. You mentioned. Uh, you you hope to attract um, some sport uh, aviation manufacturers, uh, light sport aircraft manufacturers. Have you in fact done so yet? We have, and I just want to make sure that I clarify right up front that it's all of sport aviation. Light sports is part of that, but it is not specific to anyone. Right. So so we would be envisioning parachuting, obviously, with the sky um, skydive we'll operation. We'll have the ultralights, uh -huh. microlights, uh -huh. um, rotocraft uh -huh. will be there, um, Maybe power parachutes. Aerobatic? No, our airways are going to be dedicated to demonstration flights okay. by the sport by the sport aviation community. You know, there are a, a couple of really sleek little aerobatic um, planes within within our segment and they can fly and they do what they can do. We don't necessarily dedicate an aerobatic box to them because that would close down the airways. We will have a temporary control tower there and they'll work very closely with them. And each day for an hour, we'll have a showcase and that's where each manufacturer or aircraft dealer that's there gets their time to shine, you know, and, and solo by themselves. And they can push the envelope a little bit more at that time. And, and attendees will be able to fly in and out for the show. 
They will. And again, this show just set up magically. There is, um, it was, it's a naval station, right, right. former naval station. So we've got a lot of runways that have been vacated over the years to work with. And they will park on the north side of um, the show and it will literally be a 1200 foot commute to gate to get in and we'll do that with six to eight passenger golf carts so literally they can fly in park and be on the show grounds in a matter of moments outstanding how difficult has it been to recruit exhibitors to come in to invest their money to 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 show up for a first-time show you know that is a question that we all wondered how this first year would go and you know everything has been done from scratch and that's a double-edged sword because it's exciting you can do it the way you know it needs to be done and in the order that it needs to be done and there's just a whole lot to be done all at the same time and I got the exhibitor application prepared uh, three to four weeks ago and there were people waiting to get in and after two days of a show here I'm more than 50% filled Wow. And again, the layout of the show, the, the foot traffic that's going to take place, the ability for the planes to stage and get in and out. Um, the indoor exhibitor tent is literally right in the middle of the show. And all four entrances and exits have something major on the outside. So the, the flow of the traffic in there is going to be good as well. I was before, before I came over here, I was taking a look and I'm down to where I only have a couple of the larger exhibit booths left available, the 40 by 60s. Um, so I've got to start watching those. Of course, I've got some 40 by 40s left outside. And for some of the larger manufacturers that aren't in yet, we may just have to start combining them, you know, and selling too. So it, it's just over. It's been overwhelmingly positive. You're you're obviously. Um, leveraging the NBAA show this year uh, to help get attendees and exhibitors. Correct. Uh, obviously, e equally obvious, NBAA won't always be in, a, in uh, Orlando. So yeah. the, the question I'm trying to get at is, do you always expect for the show to occur in November? We would like for it to. We are purposely not going to announce next year's dates until the debut show is completed and we get the critiques in and I get critiques from the exhibitors that's a little bit easier because I can do that on site or as they're leaving sure, sure. the attendees is a little more difficult to get that feedback coming in we just want to make sure it's a good fit with regard to NBAA you know they'll be in Vegas next year and then when they come back to Orlando which would be in 2018 they have moved to a middle of October show right I think one of those first few weekends of November is where we would like the showcase to be um, in looking at the weather patterns, and we all know Mother Nature. <laughs> However, yeah. looking at the weather and... patterns, it's supposed to be, really either one of those first few weekends would be okay. We can't get too close to Thanksgiving, we've got to stay right. you know, on the front end of that, but just the timing between Oshkosh and Sun and Fun you know, that's kind of splitting the difference there and it, it would be a good fit. Let me take a 30,000 foot view. What is it about the Deland City Fathers, the, the government, um, that um, makes them so enthusiastic about sport aviation generally and this show? Is there, 
a group or an individual within the uh, the political structure there in Deland that that really wants to do this? You know, and, and can we export that to other communities? <laughs> well, exactly, because I Let's just... get that in the can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just consider myself one of the most lucky individuals on, on, on Earth at the moment. Um, it's hard to put a finger on, but I can tell you that it's, it's a mindset and it's a culture. And I always say it's got to come from the top down, and the city manager is just so progressive. And... It doesn't matter what it is that you present, it's let's talk about it, let's think about it, let's see how we can get that done. Um, and with, with that said, I'm fortunate because the airport manager that I work for has his ducks in a row and everything's set when anything is presented. So they brought him on board in January of 14. And if you think about it, that really wasn't that long ago. No, it's You know, two and a half years ago, two years from the time until I joined, you know, his staff. And he is a longtime aviation enthusiast and flew corporate jets, just totally entrenched in the industry and has been on the campus in the parachute industry side of it. Um, he'd been on campus for 21 years before he took this position two years is ago. It, uh, so it so is. It's yeah. John I. John and I. Again, you know, quiet, soft-spoken man, and I just cannot say enough about, you know, his mindset and his enthusiasm and carries through with that. Let's talk about it. Let's consider it. How can we best approach that and see if that's something that we would want to do? That's cool. That's great. Have you guys done any survey work, sampling work, to uh, figure out what kind of crowd to prepare for, what size of crowd to prepare for? We've thought about it a lot. <laughs> the word crapshoot comes into mind. We've thought about it. You have to be prepared for everything. We are in the midst of just such an aviation mecca. Mm -hmm. You know, Emory Riddle is 15 to 20 minutes away. Um, Spruce Creek, which is a huge fly-in community, 15 to 20 minutes away. The best I can count being new to the area, there's six to eight EAA chapters within, you know, a 50-mile radius. How do I know that? Because they've contacted me, you know, and again, it's, it's hard to move fast enough, and I've got to do things in a logical order, but there was a day where so many potential volunteers were contacting me, I thought, okay, switch gears I've got to get something on our website get it in writing and at least you know start collecting this information um, because without the volunteers we can't put a show on so but the interest level there um, the team leader slots are filled which is good because they're the ones that run the volunteers so that's in place we've had some site visits from key individual the voice individuals the voice of the showcase Michael McClellan has been for a site visit and scoped out, um, you know, the, the flight patterns and where we'll set up his stage at. One of the first visits that we had was from George Klein, Airboss, who will be running the temporary control tower for us that week. And we brought him in, gosh, it was before Sun and Fun, so that would have been in March. I think he was in and did his site visit. That was when we really laid it out. Um, again, John Ive, the airport manager, he's run many FBOs in his day, and he is very much into laying out the the layout, the site map, and the Friday morning 
the Thursday morning before I left to drive to Oshkosh, you know, eight o'clock in the morning, we're on the ramp, you know, with the spray paint cans in hand. So a lot of it may be marked off by the time I get back. So, but it's good because you always move things around when you start that whole process. Now, did I hear you correctly? You're set up to have a hundred exhibitors this year? Correct. Correct. Well, we're set to have a hundred. And um, I was just hoping and praying that the right hundred would come through. I mean, everybody's a good exhibitor, but you need to have people that have exhibited before and that will draw the um, potential, the prospective buyers in. And, you know, again, somebody's watching over me these days because we're getting the right group. How much larger could you let the exhibitor base grow before it might get a little unwieldy for the oh, event that you're trying? We have built this with room to grow. So everything can be expanded. Yeah. And there's a lot of empty space out there on that airport. So being the largest will never be a goal. This is a niche event and we will keep it pure. And I think that's something that's really gonna, it will set our show apart from others. It is a sport aviation event. And it will be true and it will stay a sport aviation event for years to come. So this year is November three, four, and five? Correct, that's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday pattern. And as I've said before, NBAA is November one, two, and three. And for anyone who is listening that will be going to NBAA, Show your NBAA ticket and get 50% off at the gate cool. oh, to get nice. in. So an extra added incentive to come on by and check us out. And then following our event is a WAVES event. And I don't pretend to be a specialist in the parachuting industry, but it's where like hundreds of people jump out of aircraft at the same time and make a formation on their way to the ground. Mm -hmm. So it will just be a photographer's you yeah. know, dreamland exactly. right there. Exactly. Uh, I visited to land many years ago when I was tr trying out sport jumping and they were holding the National Collegiate Skydiving Championships there. Awesome. This is back in the late 70s. And uh, I was just blown away by the number of jumpers that showed up just at the collegiate level. Uh, and I didn't have memories of the airport having a lot of space, but it was all filled up with jumpers and tents and airplanes. And so I'm looking forward to seeing the metamorphosis that you guys yeah, are, are undertaking. A lot of it just isn't cleared yet. People drop by and they want to see where the village is going to be. And I'm happy to show where the village is going to be. We can go out and look at this mass of trees, you know, all together. Yeah. And removing the trees is a whole other thing because, you know, it is city property and, yeah. you know, we remove them in the right way and, you know, preserve and conserve and all of that. The good the thing right is way. The campers will have plenty of firewood. And, you know, that was one of the questions I got yesterday was, will there be a camp, do you have a campground? Well, I don't have one yet, but we will have, and boy, is it going to be a beautiful one with shade trees and all of that. So. Very cool. Well, Jenna, really appreciate you taking time. You've been buzzing around here busier than a hornet. And, uh, oh, I know you got you. a lot of stops to make, so thanks for taking time to uh, visit with it. us on Uncontrolled Airspace. And, and we look forward to being there for Thank your you. first show because air hope, shows are us. That's and right. we hope that you're a major part of it. We so look forward to that. Please put it on your calendar. Come on. Excellent. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Jeb, Dave, um, Anything you're looking forward to this afternoon besides staying dry? Uh, recuperating from the last couple of uh, heat 
in humidity filled days and uh, um, catching my second win to get into the latter part of the week. Okay, Dave, I know you're, you, you've you got a major deadline uh, wrapped up, so. Got a major deadline, uh, knocked that puppy out. Uh, the, the next deadlines are all out next week, but I need to do the work here, so. It's going to be a little bit more relaxed from here on out for me, but I need to get in a couple hours of writing every day just to keep up. There's some stops I still need to make for stories. There's some avionics shopping I haven't really started to do. And, of course, it, uh, we're invited to a special uh, location this evening where we're going to watch the night air show. Yep, I know that location. From the far side of the runway. Yep. And really kind of fired up about that prospect. So. Cool. Well, hopefully this weather that we can feel coming in right now will uh, be gone by then, <laughs> and everything will be clear. Yeah, it's glad we, it's good we got this in before the storm. Yes, it is. All right, well, that's it for today's uh, daily show, uh, episode 409 Delta of the Uncontrolled Airspace podcast, and uh, we'll see you all again tomorrow. So long. Bye-bye.